Russell Venozzi back for another episode of the Main Street Preps podcast. The TSSAA football playoffs roll on this week with the Division I quarterfinals and the Division II semifinals. I caught up with Oakland coach Kevin Creasy for today's episode. Coach Creasy and I talk about his team's 12-0 start to the season, Friday's Battle of the Borough rematch, and how his time at Trousdale County has helped set him up for success as a high school coach. Let's get to it. We are joined now by Oakland's Kevin Creasy. Coach, thanks for taking the time to do this today. Absolutely. So your team is 12-0 right now and hosting a quarterfinal game this Friday. I mean, you've only had one game canceled all year, and that was the, the Blackman game in October due to some COVID-19 issues at their place. Would you say this season has gone about as well as you could have asked for, given all the circumstances and everything we've got here in 2020? Well, I tell you, we're very lucky to, to be playing, um, you know, still playing. But we were real happy to uh, get in as many games as we have. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, we did have one of our big rival games, Blackman, canceled. But we also had uh, a game against Kenwood, who was uh, our Week 2 opponent, and, and they weren't playing football yet in Clarksville. And then we had our Week 4 opponent, Germantown, who uh, was out of Memphis. They weren't able to play. So we were lucky to replace a couple of those games uh, so we actually lost three games and replaced two of them with uh, Stewart's Creek and Brentwood. And so it's definitely been a different year, you know, a crazy year. And, you know, I think our guys are just really fortunate to uh, get in a lot of football. And uh, hopefully we can continue to play. And you get that chance uh, this week against Riverdale again. I know you beat them 30-7 to on October 16th. Riverdale was without starting quarterback Jamison Holcomb for that game, but uh, – Riverdale actually hasn't lost since, and I know on your side there's a lot of good stuff in front of you guys if you can get this win. What are you doing to make sure your team doesn't overlook this matchup? Yeah, you know, uh, we we got to make sure that, that we don't overlook it. Uh, you know, there's Maryville on down the road who has, uh, they have to play a good Dobbins Bennett team, and then, of course, the West Brackets, you just never know what's coming out of that, but none of that matters if we don't take take care of business this week and uh you know playing our rivals uh if you do misstep and overlook something you know you will be at home next week our rivals are are always a tough opponent you know it probably should have been nine to seven at halftime the first time we played them and, and like you said they didn't even have their start quarterback so a lot of things went our way the ball bounced our way that first time uh so the second time it, it's definitely going to be uh, a close matchup, and, uh, you know, Coach Holcomb over there is calling plays, and his son's the, the quarterback. So uh, uh, they definitely uh, know each other inside and out and, and what each other expects. So we know that they're bringing uh, even better offense this time around. And, and uh, uh, if, we, if we don't bring our A game, you know, we will definitely get beat. You mentioned the rivalry, and it's really been a one-sided affair recently. Oakland's won the last nine Battle of the Burrows over Riverdale. What would it mean to get a 10th here in the playoffs, not only to advance, but then also to kind of continue that streak of dominance you've had recently? Well, you know, it's always good to beat your rival. It's even better to beat them twice in one year. So it's definitely a, a huge rivalry, you know, one of the best in the state, without a doubt. They had their fair share of, uh, you know, dominating this rivalry as well. So I think the all-time longest streak is nine. So uh, if we could get one more, uh, we could break the longest streak that they actually had over us for, for uh, nine different contests. But, yeah, it's a it's a big rivalry game. And, you know, unfortunately we've got some uh, seating capacity deals in which uh, the COVID has made us only allow, I think, uh, maybe a third 
of our stadium full, or this would be uh, one of the biggest crowds in a long time in Murfreesboro. Well, hopefully a lot of people can tune in uh, on a broadcast or a live stream or something like that. And, and and when they do, they'll see an offense there at Oakland that's it's high-powered. You guys have averaged about 300 yards or more a game, uh, scoring about 40 points a game. And you've got weapons all over the place on offense. you got Jordan James and Antonio Patterson. They kind of carry the load at running back. And then you've got Isaiah Horton and Victor Stevenson on the outside. How difficult do you think is it for uh, opposing de- defenses to try to account for all four of those guys? Oh yeah, it's it's uh, got to be got to be tough. Uh, those guys are all all very good, and they're all playmakers, uh, really good athletes. Uh, so yeah, it, it it could cause a lot of a lot of different issues. I guarantee you. Uh, and like I said, we're blessed that uh, those guys are playing well, and, and uh, you know, very lucky that they're going into the playoffs healthy. So. Yeah, as long as as long as those four are around, uh, you know we've got a chance to put, you know, put the ball in the end zone. I know you run the wing T or a variation of the wing T. How of all those playmakers kind of helps you open up what you do within that offense? Yeah, you know it, it has uh, kind of made us more multiple on the offense. Uh, you know, and just finding different ways to get all those guys the ball for sure. Uh, you know, it's a uh, uh, kind of unique the way we get all four of them the ball and and uh, you know like I said they're four good teammates to each other so when they don't have the ball they're either carrying out a fake or they're blocking for someone or uh, maybe even playing quarterback so it's good to have a bunch of unselfish guys that don't really care who gets the credit and then to go back to Jordan James and Isaiah Horton they both transferred in this season and are both top ranked uh, college prospects for the 2022 class. You already had a talented team before they got there, and then to add those guys, how much of a boost has that been to your team? Well, you know, uh, I guess it's yet to be determined. Uh, you know, right now we're kind of sitting in the same spot we have been the previous years, and, uh, you know, hopefully those guys can uh, help push us over the top Friday and, and beyond. So, uh, you know, it's uh, you know yet to be determined. Those guys have definitely been a great addition to our team. Uh, not only just for what they add on the field, but what they add in the locker room. Two really good quality, uh, you know, young men that that uh, are good teammates. And uh, like I said, fit right in as soon as they moved in. And you alluded to it there, but you guys fell short of that 6A uh, Blue Cross Bowl last year. Maryville came out with the 12 to nothing win in the semifinals. And, and like you said, you know, if you can get past Riverdale, that's likely going to be the rematch this time, just depending on how everything shakes out on Friday. Do you think your team's pretty motivated to try to get back to Cookville and, and make up for what happened last year? Well, you know, we hope so. Uh, you know, it's something that we don't feel like we need to talk about a lot. Um, you know, we had beaten Maryville two years ago to, to go to the state championship, and, uh, you know, we ran into a very motivated Maryville bunch. Uh, that took care of business against us last year and went on the next week and, and won the state championship pretty easy. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those deals where, you know, you hope the guys are made out of the right stuff and, and uh, they can be motivated to play a quality opponent like that. But, again, you know, that's way on down the road. we got a long way to go and uh, four hard quarters to, uh, to fight against uh, Riverdale because they, they would love to play in the fourth round as well. And as, as a coach, you've got a lot of experience this time of year in the playoffs. Uh, you've won four state titles, one at Oakland two years ago in 2018 and three others at Trousdale County. Uh, so two-part question for you here, Coach. What was the transition like from such a small school to a large school from Trousdale to Oakland? 
And in what ways have you been able to draw from your time at, uh, in what lessons, I guess, have you been able to draw from your time at Trousdale County that's helped you continue to be successful at Oakland? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of similarities, you know, um, you know, football is still football. There's a lot of blocking, tackling, fundamentals, you know, special teams, all that plays big factor into winning and losing ball games. And I think my time at Trousdale was huge because I got to learn under great head coach and a lot of good assistant coaches. And, you know, at a small school, you kind of got to learn a little bit of everything about everything. So, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, learned a lot and, you know, they played big time football at Trousdale. They have high expectations. Uh, you know, it's a disappointing year if they're not playing in the semifinals. Uh, so, you know, just knowing uh, what it took to, to win at Trousdale and get to the semifinals every year and to know what it took to, you know, win state championships, whether I was an assistant coach at Trousdale or head coach, I think, uh, yeah, I learned a lot of valuable lessons there and, and, you know, was able to, you know, take it with me here and I'm trying to mimic and do some of the same things because, you know, like I said, whether you're at a 6A school or, or, uh, or a single-A or double-A school, the numbers are a whole lot bigger, uh, you know, as far as more coaches, more players. Uh, a lot of times that might mean more problems. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, it, it's still just football. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of good uh, single-A, double-A coaches out there that probably need to get a shot like I did. Yeah, of course, Trousdale is another one of those mid-state teams still kicking. Uh, they play Watertown in the quarterfinals uh, this Friday. Overall, Coach, I mean, just to wrap it up here, there's still a lot of mid-state teams uh, alive in the playoffs. What do you make just kind of the overall landscape, and especially in Division Two, We have the potential for three all-Nashville area uh, championship games. What do you make kind of of the current state of football in Middle Tennessee? Well, you know, it, it kind of goes in cycles. Uh, it wasn't long ago, uh, maybe about three years ago, it was a lot of East Tennessee teams that were showing out and playing in state championships and that sort of thing. So it kind of goes in cycles, but I, I do think this time, especially 2020, that there's a lot of really quality teams in Middle Tennessee and uh, the brand of football is just getting better and better in, in Middle Tennessee especially. Well, Oakland's been a big part of that. And Coach, we wish you the best of luck against Riverdale this Friday. And thanks again for your time today. All right, thanks for having me. That's been Oakland coach Kevin Creasy. We really appreciate him joining the show today. It's time to make some mid-state football predictions rapid-fire style. For the sake of getting this podcast out on time, we're going to abbreviate the analysis today. By Thursday night, you can find the full analysis on all of these games at MainStreetPreps.com or by following us on Twitter at MainStreetPreps. So let's just go down the line here and pick winners. Beach over Summit. Brentwood over Franklin. Oakland over Riverdale, CPA over Goodpasture, Davidson Academy over Nashville Christian, Watertown over Trousdale County, Pearl Cone over Stewart County, Brentwood Academy over Macaulay, Tullahoma over Nolansville, and Henry County over Clarksville Northeast. Should be a lot of great games this Friday. Eight of these games are rematches, so there's going to be teams looking for revenge, teams looking to move on to the next round. Of course, in Division Two. Spots in Cookville are on the line. Uh, in Division One. still got to win one more game after tonight to get to Cookville. So we'll see how it all shakes out this Friday. Be sure to stay tuned to all of our coverage at MainStreetPreps.com. You can also subscribe to our newsletter there. Delivers to your inbox Tuesday through Saturday. It's free. We just need your name, your email, and your zip code. Otherwise, thanks for listening today, and be sure to check out my full analysis of the predictions by Thursday night on MainStreetPreps.com. We'll see you next week. 